You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode number 257 for the week of June 28th, 2020. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. As always, this is Ashley, this is Amin, and this is Kyle. And we're back. We are continuing our reread of a... Fi- oh, shoot. You know what, guys? I took a poll on our Twitter about what we should call this, and I'm going to look that up right now. <laughs> well, I think I, I think I looked at it. I, I think it was a feast for dragons. At least that's what I referred to for the last episode: a feast for think, dragons. I think that was the the number one pick. You can take a look at the numbers. Yes, um, our options were a feast dance, a feast for dragons, a dance with crows, or something else. Um, <laughs> and a feast for dragons took almost fifty percent, forty seven percent of the vote. So, I think that's what we should call it, A Feast for Dragons. Sounds good. All right. The Long Boar, somebody said. (laughs) A Dancing Feast for a Murder of Crows. I like that one. (laughs) Uh, A Man Woody Feast Dance. Crows crowing and dragons dragoning. Nice. So, uh, yes, we are doing our Feast for Dragons read. And today we are, we're just on feast today. We have two chapters. We have the prophet and we have the captain of the guards very early on in the book. So we're going to be going over those today. But before we get there, is there any ice and fire news that you guys have heard recently? Yeah, I there, mean, there was actually an update, right? George? <laughs> George said he's working on the book, which he has been. So <laughs> I mean, people say it's news, but I'm just like, yeah. It's just George. Oh, the, that, that was the update? I'm working on the books? <laughs> well, he actually shared that he finished certain chapters, but I guess the, the more important outcome of it is like, it's not coming anytime soon. Like, the, the, remember, the, George last year said that if you didn't have it, like he would have pretty much said he was hoping to have it by Worldcon in July or early August, and that's not happening. So, yeah, it's not going to be 2020, and 2021, I think my view is a long shot. So the one thing I did take away is he. I think he said it was a monster of a book. So I'm hoping it means it's super big at this point. You might as well get more <laughs> chapters out here. of the once it comes out. No, yeah. it confirms no, no 2020 and uh, I don't know 2021. I, I think is is a no go. But yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a monster of a book because I mean he's already said that his editors, if it, the editors had their way, there there would be the first half of the book already out. Hmm. Kind of like the feast and the dance split. They wanted to do that with this one, but George, uh, and he said this previously, he was like, no, it's going to be one book. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. I did not hear that. Um, very cool. Very cool, I well, guess, or, the, the, or terrible. The positive out of it is, is that COVID hasn't slowed his production. He's actually the same or better, the fact that he's focused on it. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure we're going to get lots of grayscale chapters. <laughs> <laughs> So we get that. Anything else pop up? Uh, in terms of problem after problem, our forums are down now as well. So are, they, that, are they still down? Yes, they're still down. I mean, Mimi was working on it. I don't know. I guess she's having trouble with it. Uh, it's not my fault this time. I didn't. I think it was summer 2013 or something. The last time the forums were down for the summer. And now it's summer again and they're down. But they just stopped working randomly. And 
It's kind of sad. I'm used to just popping in there, seeing what's up, and now you can't get in there. Huh. Well, that's that sucks. Well, we'll have to believe <laughs> Mimi will will kick somebody's ass in the gear over that, right? I, I can't. Yeah. I'm trying to picture her like on the helpline with the forum people, with like a couple <laughs> with a baby in her arm, kid running around, dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> U.S. Uh, COVID is spiking up, isn't it? I was looking at the the chart yes. compared to other countries. So. Yeah. We're not doing hot. Yeah, I'm not getting out of the house anytime soon. I mean, the word is, though, is that the U.S. is testing more than other countries. So mm-hmm. that's Well, that's also a lie. Well, <laughs> I mean, who the hell knows what lies and truth are today? Yeah. But um, I mean, they're testing more than they were. Mm. Yep. So that means something, but like. Per capita, no, they're they're not. They're getting they're getting better. So yay. <laughs> uh, but does that take into account uh, um, population? Yes, I think it was per hundred thousand. I think it was the graph was like the graph I was looking at was per hundred thousand. So just for that, and it just looked like the U.S. was kind of arcing yeah. up instead of flattening out. Um, yeah, we are not doing so hot yeah. with that. Apparently, though, you, you bought like a. A huge amount of vaccines. If they actually produce like the, some of the certain early vaccines, if they work, the U.S. has bought a lot of them. So hopefully they'll get. Yeah, apparently get we quickly. bought like almost all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to find out like, no, that doesn't work. Actually, it's this one over here. <laughs> oh man, things are a yeah. mess. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I just don't want to get into it. <laughs> I'm yeah, just I don't really like, have any uh, more comments. There's not much that. to say other than without just, yeah, going stay into safe a full-on rage. I will, uh, yeah, yeah, can't. Oh man. On the plus side, you're getting more podcasts of Ice and Fire. We're recording more, more <laughs> usual. So you are, you two are the only ones I talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird that the outside of your immediate family circle, it's like you just I haven't seen people in person for months. If I think about it, really, the people that um, I know, like you know, friends, acquaintances. Yeah, I've done a couple like social distance hangouts mm-hmm. where we're like, literally, I had one guy who he has like an outdoor patio. And it's a very large patio. And he drew in chalk, like a sector <laughs> for each person. And he, you know, and each person he put out a table, a little table, and the right amount of chairs. And on each table, there was hand sanitizer. And then um, there was a table, like, at the center, at, like, the annex of all the sectors. And when we got dinner, well, first of all, we all brought, like, our own kind of, um, uh, like, uh, picnic hmm. lunches. So we weren't eating each other's food. We weren't we weren't we weren't close to each other. We were across the yard from each other. And then when it came to like dinner time, we all ordered like individual pizzas. And when they got delivered, <laughs> they got to get dropped on the center table, and like one person at a time went and got their pizza. Cool. <laughs> um, so it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's a weird, you know, it's 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 just the way of the world right now. But um, I've had a couple hangouts like that, so that's been cool. I've actually got to see people face to face. Um, but yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll make you appreciate. Once it's all over, you'll appreciate people even more. Hopefully, that's the, the positive take out of it. Just <laughs> to have gone through a time like this and get back to the normal. Yeah, I tell you, I've talked to my friends on Zoom more than I've talked to them ever in like yeah. years <laughs> previous. I'm sick of them. <laughs> cool. Well, all right. Well, let's uh, jump into these chapters. Who wants to? Ashley, is it your turn? 
Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Okay, I, I actually well, likes the damp hair, doesn't she? Or I don't know. I don't remember. Oh well, I think the Ironborn are interesting. Okay. I don't like them as people, but I think they're, <laughs> they're certainly interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm totally throwing you under the bus. You could say yeah. no. Well, okay. Let me let me attempt this. Um, yes. It's damp hair, who I didn't realize was actually da- not damp fear for the longest time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Drowning people and bringing them back with CPR, or mm. that what it is, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, calling it a miracle. Um, gets the news that Balon's dead. You get him, hear a bit about his, you know, his inner mo- monologue, learning about his brothers and their past and what he was like as a, when he was younger. And uh, he goes to some lord's house to who, who wanted to talk to him about it. And he's like, oh, so who's going to be the king? Because Euron is claiming to be king and he doesn't want him to be king. And But then the other option's Asha and he doesn't want her to be king. And no one likes Theon because who likes Theon? <laughs> um, so <laughs> And he decides to have a kid that the, the best answer is a king's moot. And so he starts calling for people to go to, I think, Old Wick to hold a king's moot. And that's the general, most general of the chapter. Cool. Nice. So done. King's moot. King's moot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, here we are. Is this the birth or is this the continuation of the creaking door? I think this is the birth of it because it's the first time we see inside his head. Yeah, that's a good point. And the, the, the screaming hinge or the rusty hinge here. <laughs> uh, we didn't come up with a theory. We just kind of rolled on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think we came up with it. It was just one of the one of the early ones that came up. It may it may have even come up in like the first or second episode, that mm-hmm. thing. But it just shows that Euron's, you know, bad character going all the way, all the way back to his youth. Right, he's traumatizing his brothers. So um, I forgot that the Greyjoys had, there were older Greyjoys from another woman. Yeah, I completely forgot that, too. Um, and there were younger Greyjoys from another woman, too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's younger ones, too? Yeah, there were three wives. Oh, I missed that. I yeah, missed the third just one. they kept dying off, either from, from well, Grayscale for one of them. Uh, yep. Grayscale was mentioned, which is kind of, people keep talking about, oh, there's going to be a Grayscale epidemic, but I mean, it's been around for a while, so like, why is it coming now any more special than before, unless you're saying there's like a new strain of it or from the source? They're very socially <laughs> distant you know, across the seven. <laughs> so Grayscale <laughs> took out one of them, and then there's the whole story with Aaron's brother, who who uh, did the finger dance, and so they he dies because he wasn't treated properly. Yeah, like, did, were you reading that and be like, oh my god, that stupid maester, why did they think that he could re-ampute, like, no, you can barely yeah. do that in modern medicine. Reattached fingers? Yeah, exactly. You, you, it would, it would, it's too risky in that time. Like, you, <laughs> like in this sense, I kind of feel like the Greyjoy's line was actually a good yeah. one. Well, I think he reattached it because that the, the third wife was hoping to kind of have help rebuild the hand. Like, it was too harsh for her to have a guy, like, well, I guess her stepson to have a missing hand. So she's like, oh, let's just try this method but actually it was better not to do that hmm. but what i mean just tying into that i mean the, just the whole harshness of the ironborn culture and the 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 drowned god and all of that i mean I, i've been doing some rereads over on bastards of kingsgrave where we've been looking at george's science fiction works and just lots of his short stories and that was kind of on my mind in terms of like the way george really 
when he de- when he develops a people, he really ties them to their environment and how that influences their faith and their culture. And you can see that in terms of the harsh environment and and their reliance on the water, how their religion here is so tied to that and and to you know like life is pain and that kind of thing. And you got to serve the drowned god. You can see that uh, the way George built it up here. Yeah, and they stick their nose up at the lords that live inland and can't even see the sea. Yeah, they're seen as soft, and, uh, and then the, but the storm god is the enemy. The sea god is the one that's favorable to them and and died for their sins, drowned <laughs> drowned for their sins. And the yes. storm god is the one that sends uh, trouble, sends the storms. And yeah. ravens serve the the storm god. Ravens are like the storms god children, or whatever. Like they they, they serve the storm god, and they dark wings, dark words, is mentioned. So. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, an ocean's beautiful. You get a storm, that's when you start having some problems. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like they don't blame it on the water; they blame it on the air, which is correct. Yeah. Well, uh, and and just one of the things that noticed right off the bat when I was looking at, I mean, Dampere is just his name, though Aaron, right? Like, is that is that that? I mean, that's a Targaryen name or a Valyrian name. So it's kind of odd that they they were. I guess his father was trying to ingratiate himself. <laughs> With the Targaryens, I think he was trying to build more connections to the mainland. Yeah, that seems a little weird. Yeah. He fit the role initially with his initial character, maybe. <laughs> he was more of a mainlander type guy, and then he became a fanatic yeah. later on. I'd have to get the books out and look at the Greyjoy history to check if there's any yeah. other errands around. Mm. Oh, from within the islands itself, he might be named Yeah, after? I don't know if, yeah. if that's if it's you know common or not in the islands. Well, it seemed to be, I mean, uh, Aaron's father and Balan's father was on the side of the Targaryens in the revolt. I think he, 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 he was uh, claiming to be, if I, if I call correctly. But I think, I think he was trying to build more connections to the mainland. <coughs> okay, so you, as you said, uh, Dampere is uh, really good at CPR. He's like the top cert- <laughs> certification. For He's never him. lost anybody. Yeah, but do you think it is just CPR or do you think he has connection to the... He's never lost anyone. Like he's the first one in history, I guess, that, that was that successful. Well, the thing is, magic in the world is recent, and he's never ever done it. So, I mean, he's had this ability since he was a bit younger. Hmm. Um, since the rebellion, I guess it was when he became pious. But is it is that hmm. recent enough? Like it could be magic is yeah, actually, yeah, that rebellion isn't that long ago. Yeah, so maybe. It's enhanced his technique. <laughs> That's what they talk about. Even just the uh, pyromancers or whatever, like they have regular techniques that become better when the magic is around. So that's interesting to think of. Yeah, it'd be interesting if he gets more powers if we learn later on. Oh shit! <laughs> Dampere is the dumbest name. <laughs> And he, he wears it like a title, too. Yeah. Like, he's fully embraced it. I am the damp hair. Yeah. I was like, well, really, he, dude? He weaves, like, seaweed into his hair, and, and he's walking barefoot. I mean, I'm sure he looks terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And he drinks, he drinks. He has a flask full of seawater. Yeah, I thought he was going to drink wine or something, and it's just like, no, it's fresh water from the sea. It's like, wait a minute. And Ooh, anyone that... who's been in the ocean knows that is disgusting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's good. It's a net uh, reduction of water, right? If you drink salt water, yeah, yeah it's, it's super get, bad for you. You get scurvy, don't you, or something? No, that's from no vitamin C. Oh, I don't know. Like, what do you, you get? You, if, when you drink salt water, you lose more water 
than you gain right. from it, right? So, so he has to drink fresh water at some point to make it up. Like you just yeah, but his hair is always yeah. damp, so he's always has enough water. You know, just, <laughs> he's always moist enough. <laughs> Are you suggesting he drinks his hair water? No, I'm part of his magic power is just always okay. He's just always more. No, he, 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 he has a desalination inside his body. He's able to, to to get more water out of it because of the magic. Exactly, yeah, he the, can the, pull water straight from the air. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he can water bend. Yeah, he's a water bender. <laughs> <laughs> if he was, he'd be the, the most evil one. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Wait till he learns blood bending. Yeah, blood yeah. bending exactly. Uh, <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, let's see. So then he, so he, with the the king being dead, news of Balon being dead is one of his two pillars is knocked down. Right, he was so reliant on Balon for his whole life, and uh, now he's dead, and he's worried about Euron coming home. Well, Euron is home. Has claimed the throne. Yeah, which he doesn't know right away. He learns that. That's the thing little... that keeps him there because the, the, he wants. He, he's all huffy. He's like, get rid of this maester. He's like, no, okay, well, I'm leaving. and then the maester says what I guess it knows that that'll keep him there and tell him like the Euron's claim the throne uh oh so he he stays around for that yeah Euron killed Balon right yes oh yeah that's right I don't know he didn't do it himself he he hired someone to do it I think right like he had somebody faceless man yeah but it was under his contract his order because he shows up the next day okay because it definitely yeah like (laughs) It definitely doesn't mention anything about that. Like, I don't even think it mentions anybody being suspicious of him in this chapter. That's strange. I find that yeah. strange that no one suspected it when he showed up the next well, day. Well, what are they going to do? Like, anyone suspicious will just get killed. Like, they'll be drowned. Mm-hmm. Or and there may have been somebody who was suspicious. It's just yeah. not mentioned in this particular chapter. Like, even Dampier doesn't it, say, Yeah, oh, no, seems how dumb Dampier is to think it's a coincidence. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, the st- the st- well, he says the storm god has knocked him down, right? Uh, but I, maybe he associates Euron with the storm god. Although he just says, I think he just says he's godless in general. I think he just doesn't. Yeah. Later on, uh, Euron tries to make himself, I think, pair himself to the storm god. And be like he's yeah. Uh, okay, huh. so, so he takes the horse to ride there, but he doesn't want to. Like he's all horses for makes men weak. But I guess I'll do it out of necessity. But also, this castle he's going to is the furthest inland point on the Iron Islands. Mm. Like most, yeah, most of the islands are so small, like everything seaside. But this big one actually has like a interior part. Oh. Hates it. Yeah. <laughs> just, there you go. Dark wings, dark words again. It's just funny though. In a culture that's so like different from the mainland, they still have that same yeah concept. It's just it. it Nobody likes ravens, and he said ravens are of the storm god yeah. too, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> Doesn't Euron have like a pet raven or something or? Uh, I've seen an artwork where he's had one on the shoulder. I don't know if it actually is in the text. I guess we'll see in soon in the reread. Mm. Okay, let's see here. Um, so he actually had talked to Balon recently, who who wanted Asha to succeed him. So that's kind of interesting that that he wanted his daughter to succeed him, but Aaron's saying that's not going to work, and he's actually being blind to that that he thinks that Asha is going to be able to succeed him. It seems like everybody understands that Asha is um, exceptional. Yeah. And but still, like they've never had a woman, so uh, he's like, even though it's Asha and not another woman, like she still can't be. <laughs> she still can't be the ruler. She still can't be the lord, the king, the queen. Yeah, because uh-huh. according to Aaron, her her battle is in the birthing bed. So he. he... <laughs> Ugh. Yep. 
It's true. <laughs> That's what he says. What even, he says. If, even if she's exceptional, she can't uh, succeed. So then he's deciding, like, what about Victarion, the brother who's younger than Euron, hmm. but is godly. But he's also a pushover, <laughs> as we learn. <laughs> and, and dumb as a rock. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Which is sad because I mean he he could have just stepped in and done it. I mean he, he for example yeah fight, he, he had the army behind him he, like he could they, have they just would have killed him in the fight in one we one we one fight he would he would kill them he would kill the uh, Euron. Actually, it, actually, you know what if 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 Victorion tried to take over he'd be dead in a night. I'm, I have no doubt that Euron yeah. would have had him killed somehow, done his magic. Interesting. Not he'd be dead. Yeah, he would have had to he would have had to kill him immediately. Not. Yeah. The next day. So maybe he knew that the, because they all know his nature that he didn't have to bother he'll try to make use of him but if he actually would have opposed them he would have tried to take him out interesting hmm. so so then Dampier goes off on his own sort of yeah he needs inspiration meditates and <laughs> gets, gets more wet and <laughs> the scream of a rusted hinge comes to oh. mind as well like sound yeah. of a door opening so what's that? So Euron used to come in at night and torment him? Yeah, I mean, we don't know what if, if, if it's physical abuse, sexual abuse, or what, but it, was, it scarred him. He's still thinking about it now. It still comes to him, so... And it's Euron. It specifically says Euron has come again, right? He's come, he's come to the room. Eesh. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it, other than it must have been really bad. And so when you think really bad, your mind auto goes to sexual abuse, so it's like, I don't like making that assumption, but... That's if you something that's going to traumatize you coming into the room at night. That's the that's where you go. And while he's essentially praying and hoping for inspiration, he thinks about how flesh decays, but the bone endures. And he thinks of Naga and the bones of the Great King's Hall. And that's where the inspiration comes to to go back to the old ways and have a king's moot over there. But we haven't had a king's moot. There's not been a king's moot in. Too long a time. Let's cut you off so we don't have to say the exact year. <laughs> so we don't might, have to do math. Might get it wrong. Too long a time. <laughs> Shows their own king. All right. It is interesting how, how so many people keep asking the Dampere for advice here. Like they're they're turning to him to see who, who he recommends. Like should we? It's interesting to see how much power and influence he has. Like yeah. he, he very much has seems to have the voice of the small folk too, as you see him. Hmm. Going through the lands preaching. They are godly people, and he's the uh, most he doesn't pious know. of them all. We'll right? see what happens. I mean, my my memory is a little fuzzy in terms of the the details of the king's moon. I mean, that's what we'll, we'll see in our reread. But it seems to me that he didn't wield it very effectively. <laughs> he has his power, but it didn't didn't help him in terms of winning the king's moon. Well, what do you mean winning the king's moon? Well, I I think he wanted. Doesn't he support? Victorian straight out there? Like he wants Victorian, I guess instead of just picking him though, he wants to go the route of the King's move, but he, he, I, I think he thinks Victorian would be the best choice, but I think his his belief in the system or in, in the people and God's judgment is more powerful. Mm. Should That's why he went that route. He didn't he didn't just go straight and just saying, Let's just go for Victorian and go to like, you know, try right. him right away. But uh yeah. Oh, and then he talks also about the, the he's, he's talking to these various people. So they have like a lesser form of this whole initiation, which is basically just like the <sighs> baptism type thing. He just have the, the oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the lesser form of, <laughs> of yeah. their ceremony. 
It's like he barely puts his head to the water. That's not <laughs> so he's so mean about it. Yeah. Let me go drown you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> not unsurprising, he hates the Maesters as well. Doesn't like them. Not, not just from the the past experience with his brother dying due to that Maesters failed medicine, but just in general, he doesn't like the Maesters and anything from the mainland. Essentially, yeah, he's a very he's very conservative with the 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 uh, Iron Island ways. All he's, it sounds like a joke, but essentially he, he does want to make the Ireland Islands great again, right? That, that, that's his actual motto, right? He yeah. wants to go back to the old ways and <laughs> and do that, so. Yep. Wait, yeah, wasn't there that line, wasn't that line in this chapter? Essentially, I think it was, uh. I think it's literally great yeah. again. I think I remember reading Oh my God. And being like, <laughs> is that where he got it? Let's see. You know. <laughs> I, oh, why did I not, why did I not highlight that? I think that is literally what he says. Yeah, I'll make us great again. For only that make shall make again. us great again. We shall return wow. to the old way. For only that shall make us great again. Oh man, yeah, I read that and I was like, oh shit! I, I should have, should have highlighted that. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just. I mean, that's the common theme that populists in general. That that's not a new theme, right? George is touching upon that's for thousands of years. Somebody will come and say, oh, let's make us great again. We're we're failing now. I'll just just give everything to me. I'll make it us great again. So. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Awesome. Anything else about this chapter we need to touch upon? Mm, no, I don't see anything. I want to gender bend the Great Joyce and do a cosplay group as them. Oh, that would be cool. Because I'm getting the descriptions of, of their appearances and was like, hmm. That's where my do- mind went during while reading this chapter. Will you do Uri to Yuri too? <laughs> the one who lost his fingers? Depending on the numbers. Oh, yeah, Uri. I guess, yeah. Well, I haven't. Even, I mean, you're talking about gender, Ben. I haven't even just seen the original cosplay. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen that much Greyjoy cosplay. If I think about it, especially other than Asha or Theon. Well, I've seen a lot of Eurons because you know, eye patch, lipstick. Who yeah. can resist? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who can resist? <laughs> yeah, right. I got to get the brothers in there. Well, that's, yeah, that, now that you say the eye patch lipstick, that makes me worry that if Euron ever gets to Danny, he might she might actually like him. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why Victoron has to get there first. She's into big dumb men. <laughs> All right. So our next chapter is the Captain of Guards. I always thought it was Captain of the Guards, but yeah. it's just Captain of Guards. Uh, Ashley, you want to hit this one up too? No, you can do this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, or, or, or mean, it's a Dorne chapter, so. Oh yeah, mean. Sure, I can summarize it. Doran's been plotting and waiting as he usually does, uh, and the news comes in as, of the Viper's death, so he has to react to that. He's forced into reacting to that, and uh, he during the course of the chapter he deals with three different sand snakes with three different ideas for vengeance, and he kind of just delays and. Tells him he'll think on them, uh, and and when he gets back to Sunspear, because he has to go back to deal with this, he can't stay at the Water Gardens anymore. He actually uh, takes quite an active move and decides to take them all into custody. That that's the net <laughs> net result of the chapter is is delay, but then suddenly make a surprisingly fast move there and a prudent move. Mm. Does he is 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 his daughter Ariane? Is she arrested as well? I can't remember. Not or just the, point. Just Not the as, sand snakes. Yeah, just the sand okay. snakes, yeah. Even the wee ones. 
Yeah. I forgot there were only three grown sand snakes, and then how many? Uh, four bunch, little ones? A bunch of little ones. Yeah, does it, does it not have the number here? I'm not sure, but these are the... But there was four well, grown was a fourth ones. away. Sorella. Sorella's not here. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Because she is the Sphinx. Yep. But I, I like how they mentioned they even have to do the little ones because people will try to rally around them as figureheads. Yeah, so that's why it's smart to just take, take them into custody, keep them safe. Like, that's prudent to move there. If he's going to take them in custody, they might as well take all of them. So, wait, are there more than three little ones? I thought there were seven sand snakes. Or am I just creating that number in my head from nowhere? Okay, there's... Isn't it... I thought there was just two daughters from Ilaria. Well, do those count? Oh, Ilaria's... Oh, there we go. Ilaria's uh, daughters are there. I thought that was just the two little ones they were talking about. Mm. Oh. Or were there more? Do you, do you count Alaria's girls as sand snakes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the four, the four plus two is six, or is there a seven? The, the ones that are all relevant age-wise, if you mentioned, right? How many sand snakes? Yeah. <laughs> the Wiki of Ice and Fire has what? Obara, Nymeria, Tyene, Solera, uh, Sarella, Elia, Obelia, Doria, and Loreza. Oh, there's four little ones. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Huh. There's, uh... Okay, so there's two there that I don't know where they came from. Are they... Oh, they're also... all Alaria daughters. Alaria has four oh, daughters. Oh, four? Alaria ha- Alaria's daughters are Loreza, Doria, Obella, Obelia. Or no, Obella, excuse me. And then, um... Elia. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize she had four. My bad. So Sorella is a daughter from a traitor from the Summer Isles. Mm. Tyene is daughter by a Septa. Nymeria is also known as Lady Nim, daughter by a Valentine noblewoman. And Obara, daughter by a whore from Old Town. Mm. Right. And we learn some of that information in this chapter. That's right. We get a lot of the, the family backstory. I mean, just to connect it to the... Other chapter, there's a couple of connections. One, news of a death coming in. Again, dark wings, dark words. I don't even know if that's mentioned specifically. I think it is. Or if not, at least the concept is there. So uh, like that that bad news is coming via the Ravens. Mm. And uh, also, maesters are present and involved. Again, even you have maesters involved in two completely distinct cultures, and yet they're there because they're all over Westeros, right? Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the gray rats are investing. The <laughs> <laughs> and we have lots of blood oranges. Yeah, they're over, over too many, right? They're <laughs> it's literally raining them. <laughs> yeah, literally raining blood oranges. Literally uh, raining. Yeah, blood and then the, the the master of the guards wants uh, no captain of the guards. Sorry. Yeah, uh, he's like, oh, I, he likes them. He's like, I should have gathered those uh, blood oranges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So we'd be cross not to mention, even though he doesn't seem like a major character at the moment, but Ario Hota yeah. is, is the point of view character. It's the first time we're seeing this guy. Um, he's a big ass. I picture him always shirtless, but I don't think that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big dude who carries his wife, a.k.a. a very sharp axe that is six feet long. Um with him at all times. He's apparently married to the thing. That was how he was raised, I guess. Hmm. By bearded men. By a group of bearded men. And he yeah. is from uh, 
It's Norvos, right? Where Three the, city of Norvos. That's where yes. he was. I don't know if he's originally from there or he came from outside the city or whatever, but that's where he grew up and that's where he worked with the priests, which is kind of interesting. You have another religious order mentioned here. This is a, just a more militant, militant one. The bearded priests, yeah. yes. A free, our religious leaders from the free city of Norvos and the true rulers of the theocratic city. Hmm. Oh. For it is they who choose the members of the Council of Magisters through divine inspiration. The bearded, bearded priests control a fortress temple in the upper city. Well, if they're, uh, if they're like warrior priests or these, these are as good as Ario Hota, I, I would uh, hire more guys from there. He's pretty loyal and, and useful. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd go over and hire a few more of them. Bring them over. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. I don't know what yeah. it is about him. Maybe he's the si- mm-hmm. si- strong silent type or something, mm. but uh, he's cool, man. I want I hope we see more of him. Well, we do, and that's good to get that in- intro of him here. And you can even hear, you can see how he, he cares about people. He cares about the prince he serves. He cares about Ariane. Like he sees her as a little princess, but he's also, his duty is to the prince, right? So he's always thinking first to protect Doran. Yeah. Oh. And isn't he? Is, and is how he, he thinks to himself that he's probably going to have to kill Ares Okart at some point. Yeah, so he, like just he just feels bad about feel it. That. He's like, "Oh, I feel bad about this guy. I'm going to have to chop him down sometime." <laughs> feel sorry for him. I'm probably going to have to kill this guy at some point. <laughs> <laughs> he's not afraid of it. He's just like, "I'm going to do it," but he's like, "I feel sorry for him all the same." Like he's not. He's not. A, he like our, like he said that their him. names even go together. He's like mildly shipping themselves as bros. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. He's gonna have to share his wife with him. Oh. His wife. <laughs> oh my god, he killed him was... with his wife. <laughs> with his wife, um, Ario Hota is he? Um, is he sort of digging on Ariane a little bit, or is he just? I, I think just it's more fatherly. Yeah, like he, he, fatherly or uncle. He's like he's like an uncle figure or something. Like he he protected her from a young age, right? And so, okay, okay. Yeah. My mind went other places, but I dig that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Let's see. So, yeah, so the maesters, you mentioned that. So, Doran Martell is, um, has the gout, and he's got knees the size of melons and yeah. apples, and uh, he's, he's not doing too hot. No, he was uh, better when he left two years ago to come to, to the waters, or what is it called? The garden waters or the... Um... Water, water gardens, water gardens. Yeah. and uh, but now he's in, in worse shape. He hasn't been back since then. And uh, first, he deals with Obara. She's the first sand snake to to come speak with him after he allows her to to come past Arya Hota. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she uh, does. She does not hold back. No, yeah, she wants to go after Old Town to sack Old Town, uh, which kind of mentioned later. I guess she doesn't like Old Town. She's she's from Old Town herself. She has bad memories of. Of her mother there and, and being born of a whore there and, and her mother, like, being forced to cho- choose. Actually, I don't think the Viper looks very good here, like, the way the Viper handled it. He came and claimed her. Like, I like the way that he, he says that you have the choice to do it, but his actions are not. Kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the first yeah. time where I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that, I, I like that he, he gave her, the, let her make the choice. I just don't like the way he did it. Um, but anyway, Obara's view of it that she she chose her father and she loves her father and wants to avenge him and she doesn't like old town so why not <laughs> seems like she has a hard on to, to sack old town yeah you know? yeah she seems to really hate that place yeah it's so personal. She, she, it's she personal. must not like her mother at all i guess yeah 
I mean, Old Town, is, Old Town didn't even kill your uh, your father, so we... <laughs> <laughs> are not the one that kill your father, so it's like, eh, we'll just... Yeah, I know, that's why I'm like, she just yeah. wants to stack Old Town. I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't that King's Landing where he died? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. she was the first Sand Snake he ran into, and then... Um, and the, just a uh, super militant one, like, straight up, let's just go and just burn and, and do that. That's That's her first... That's yeah. the first approach. It's like, we hate those in King's Landing. Let's go burn Old Town. <laughs> yeah, King's Landing too far. They would just go Old Town. Right? <laughs> Let's go just burn Old Town. They'll There's get the message. There. We'll, we'll just... <laughs> it's like, what? Sorella's there. We'll, let, we'll pick her up and bring her back. <laughs> you think they know what Sorella's doing over there? Oh, they do. I mean, I don't know if Obara herself knows. The rest of them seem to know. They, they, they mention that. They say specifically, like, Ob- Obara hates Old Town as much as Sorella loves it or something. I don't know if they say Sorella's name there. But, uh, yeah, but they don't know exactly what she's doing, right? They don't know she's impersonating. Yeah, they um, do. They know she's playing her game and she's over there. I mean, she must be reporting, like, what's going on. You think, you think so? Yeah. yeah. At least to Duran, I think. Yeah. I mean, he probably had to give approval. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. So then, let's see. The second one comes, well, I guess um, he takes a nap. Oh, he goes to bed and then the next day... They slowly make their way. Yeah, they take a while. Like I mean, Arya Hotan knows that that he would dawdle. So there's Doran's character, like in terms of he's cautious, oh which God. is good. But sometimes he just takes too long. Like even just everything, just in terms of Do- Doran. Doran's like all my friends. They're like, yeah, I'll be there at five. <laughs> five forty-five rolls around. Hey, we made it. <laughs> except, it. except it wouldn't be five forty-five. It would be like six thirty or something. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So. But oh, by Ario. the way, in terms of going there, it, 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 around that time, it's mentioning uh, area hotels like he's branded as well as part of his rituals. He's branded on his chest. Maybe that's why I think he's shirtless. He's just showing off this brand. So, yeah. so he has a <laughs> um, he has a burnt scar of an axe right in the center of his chest. Yeah, I think it's an axe that's probably identical to his wife, right? Yeah, it's just a, I guess part of the whole ritual now what what would you prefer would you rather if you had to do one would you rather be drowned or would you rather to get this axe uh, i think the axe scar really <laughs> i don't want to drown that sounds terrifying <laughs> oh man yeah i don't know i mean maybe if dampair was doing it since he has a perfect track record that's right but, uh, <laughs> you want dampair but still i don't yeah. know you have a yeah. pain wise a... this is more painful i think oh totally yeah what well yeah pain wise but one you die yeah. <laughs> you come back. Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a good question. I'll have to put that poll up. <laughs> yeah, put that up after the episode. Would you? Would you? Which ritual would you do if you had to do one? Would you rather do the bearded priest marriage ritual? Yeah. Or <laughs> the what is de- what is dead may never die but rises again ritual. Uh, what about you, Ashley? I spaced out for part of that conversation. I was trying to figure out what you were talking about for the last half of the day. <laughs> Would you rather have take the bearded priest thing where they where they burn the symbol into your chest, or would you rather do the Greyjoy drowning ritual? Hmm. I. Hmm. Well, it depends. Maybe if it's Aaron Greyjoy, since he's never killed anyone. But the thing is, you can, you can suffer brain damage that way. But at the same time, their medical stuff isn't that great. So I don't want to, you know, get infection on my burnt chest and die that way either. So, I mean, it's yeah. hard. Hard choices. Hard choice. Tough choices in life. Oh, man. 
All right. So then uh, they make their way slowly hmm. to Sunspear. And on the way, um, is it Tyene? That's uh, Nim, actually. Uh, Nim, Nim, yeah, Nim's next. Nim comes next. Uh, right. to join and just one more thing before we get to name that's okay is, is just during that again during the, the trip or going there uh doran talks again about how he, he had siblings and many of them died as well so it's kind of interesting like another person who lost a lot of siblings and kind of remembering about that parallel to the previous chapter nice. yeah it's actually really unusual that catlin had so many all of her kids survived past mm. infancy and then they all died <laughs> Anyways, in terms of her knowledge, yes, <laughs> yeah, you you, you you would have thought that she might have lost a child, like yeah, yeah with, with that many kids that she's like, had, had another child and lost one or one of the ones that she had, uh, but uh, the cold preserves. So. <laughs> here up north, uh, okay. Sorry, so, yeah. what was the question again? <laughs> Nim's here now. Nim Nim has come in to talk. Now she also wants vengeance, and but not going to war. Uh, specifically, just let me work with Tyene and, uh, or I guess send Tyene. And anyways, her point is just to kill, assassinate people, assassinate uh, Cersei and Jamie, I think, and then yeah, Cersei, Jamie, Tywin, Jamie, Tywin as well, and then the little king. Oh, and Joffrey. Yeah. Oh wait, Joffrey's dead. Is he dead at this point? Yeah, he's yes, dead. He so I guess he's he's dead, dead, but they don't know it. Yeah. Hold on. Whole trial. No, 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 no he's, dead. he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> they know he's dead. So and then they say the little one too, so that Tommen makes sense in that sense. Wait, right? really? Is yeah. that what they're saying? I thought they yeah. didn't know Joffrey was dead, and that's what they were talking about. No, Joffrey's well, no, dead. Well, like, yeah. the whole reason yeah. uh, he died is he the Viper died was, yeah. It was because he was fighting about, who, like, you know, the trial was for Joffrey's death, right? So, it, it, times-wise, they, they know about that. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. You are correct. It is hard to remember sometimes the orders. For, for what our... book is this? <laughs> what year is Well, when it? I was reading it, I thought they were talking about Joffrey, too. It was just like yeah. now that I realized, oh, it couldn't have it been It says Joffrey. the Little King, too, right, though? Like, that, just that phrasing in particular, to me, would suggest that we'll be talking. We wouldn't call Joffrey the Little King, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, she wants to do this covert mission. She sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when she brings um, Tyene into it, who is apparently, like, the most non-suspicious person ever. Yeah. And is good with poisons and looks innocent. Like, so that's their plan is to assassinate, which, well, it's actually better than sacking Old Town, if it, if it actually works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we get a sense of that later when he... Touches Tyene on the head, and they have to like check his hand. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. They're super paranoid. They're like, "Oh, okay, there's no." Whoa, worries. whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> so dangerous that they have to check him over like right after that. It's I thought crazy. that was pretty cool. But I think Nim is more dangerous with her knives or daggers or whatever. I think so. That's I think that's what mentioned. She's so funny. Whenever we get to the Sand Snakes, I'm always like going through character selection in an RPG yeah. in my head. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> do I do I want the fighter? <laughs> Yeah. Do I want the sneaky rogue or do I want the? <laughs> that would be a cool uh, RPG uh, setting or something. If, if, if you're having a certain like just Dungeons and Dragons one night in this world, like, you, you could, could be the Sand Snakes or something. Long yeah. Ice and Fire presents Sand Snakes, <laughs> <laughs> the newest RPG. Cool, 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 cool. So. Okay, and then you also talk about what the whole plan was with, with sending the Viper there, because Doran was talking to the Viper. You do this, do like you know. Find our friends. Find out about Elia's end. Don't go too far. Don't get yourself killed. <laughs> he gets killed. And he uh, did. Yeah. And they're not going to wait for vengeance. The Sand Snakes are saying specific. We're not going to wait long like you did. We're going to act. 
that's that's yeah because they're saying like uh Oberyn waited what 12 years and nothing More. happened yeah 17 waited 10 and 17 years yeah, yeah. it's like we're not gonna wait that long <laughs> okay well they get back to sunspear right after that and uh describing sunspear is is the big city for dorn but not big compared to tiro shamir or norvos it sounds pretty tiny yeah well, Dorne doesn't have a big population. That was made clear in in, in World of Ice and Fire and other works as well. It's mm-hmm. just can't really They're sustain very spread them. out. Yeah. Um, okay, he shows up. The populace is all pissed off. They want revenge. They're only like to spears. Yep, and that's yeah. the Sand Snakes doing. Yeah, and the common <laughs> people in particular, which is, I mean, Dorne always has, like, Dorne's nobility and the common people, you go back to the water gardens, have that connection. Like, they actually care about them and vice versa. Like, it, it seems to me like it... Uh, a lot of other I mean, well, the North does as well, actually, but that was because Ned was such a good ruler. I think a lot of places don't care as much. Like when when Tywin died, I don't think the people in the, in the West, like Westerlands were like, ah, oh, to, to swords. We need to figure out what happened to Tywin. Like that. I don't think they they, care, <laughs> they cared as much, right? Yeah, you're right. There's definitely a pride here. It's mm. Not quite like everywhere else. Mm. I can't help but think of Arya Hota as uh, as the genie from Aladdin. Make way <laughs> of dawn. <laughs> well, I think, I think Aladdin, that was I mean, only you. That, 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 well, the, the Aladdin part, in, in terms of Sunspear and the description and all that, I mean, that's the way a lot of the art was done is, is very much like, would that be that type of Middle Eastern place? Yeah. Uh, okay, so then uh, yeah, the Ariane comes in and... I'm totally crushing on Ariane, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sounds like sounds sexy. Um, ship black ringless, smaller yeah. back. She's only there briefly, I guess, just to to greet them, and then uh, Tyen comes to talk to them. She just seems so innocent. Like it's funny because she's described as like this otherworldly innocence, the daughter of a septa, and then just the fact that she's treated so like as such a threat <laughs> after she comes. It's like even Doran like hesitates for a second. He's like, "Oh, am I going to give her my blessing?" And then okay, he touches her head. Her idea is is what I guess what Ariane supports later is is just the crown Marcella and Dorne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I w- you know when she says it, it sounds reasonable. You know, it's basically succeed, succeed or whatever. Yeah, it actually does sound reasonable. I mean, and and it's not a hundred percent clear to me that what would have happened. I mean, certainly with with Tywin dead. Anyway, like, do they really want to come attack Dorne to attack Marcella? Like. When they're still dealing with the north, yeah, and the Riverlands, like, yeah, they, they they'd be screwed. And you gotta think Marcella would kind of be interested in this. They'd be like, "Hey, Marcella, guess what? If you, while you're down here, you can be qu- queen of the Seven Kingdoms." Yeah, you can never leave here. By the way, she got she's gonna be like, "Well, yeah." But I mean, they could probably twist that to be like, "And once that is established, they'll have to accept you." Once you take your throne back in King's Landing, you're the queen. Yeah, I, I imagine you can you could you could twist it in a way like that. But well, um, she doesn't have good. a choice. But she was already sent to be married anyway, so they just claim it, and and it could actually work to her. I mean, it could work for. Her. It depends. It all depends what Cersei would have done, which we're, we're not 100 percent sure what would have happened if like would she really try to rally forces against Marcella? Like, it's, maybe we'll see. Because they, they said that I think that's mentioned by someone who was Tyrion that thought about that. Like it actually helps Cersei's claim to Casterly Rock, if Marcella's claim is accepted, she can also reply on Dornish law herself. So it's kind of funny. 
anyway, he says, well, I'll think on it and uh, sends her away. They check to make sure he's not poisoned. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he wants the, the 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 he wanted to think first, and now he's now Doran wants to get the poppy because he's figured out what he's going to do, and he's like, okay, take everyone into custody now. <laughs> well, there you go. It says all eight too. It has the the number eight mentioned here for in, in terms of the all eight, all eight children. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Doran, what what do you guys think? Is he what's his uh, what's he playing at? What's he what's he got going on? When well, you they, they, they at, well, the first time through reading this cha- cha- this chapter, they end it making it sound like he's an ally of the Lannisters. Yeah. But yeah. of course, later on, we find out that no, he's plotting. But at the same time, I, you know what? He's been plotting a long time, and we still have no action. And we we kind of see how that plotting goes <laughs> when you put all your eggs into kind of one basket. Hmm. Yeah, he needed the Viper to balance them out. I think together they were they were a better team than alone. I think they could balance each other's flaws. And if the Viper had come back alive, I think they would have been in good shape. Uh, but now he's on his own, and he's always been too cautious. I mean, if, if you're going to be, uh, in terms of the the Game of Thrones here and being too cautious, it actually works. It's better to be too cautious than not. It's not good to be too cautious. But in terms of staying out of it, everyone else is weakening and weakening and weakening. So he is maintaining and- strength. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, it's kind of like with the Erie. If the Erie had just joined the North, like yeah, well, but the Erie, it, there would have been a completely different story. It would have, and but the Erie specifically should have joined the North because they were tied, like by by blood, yes, and by just you know the connections that they should have joined the North, and that was Littlefinger's meddling there. Um, of, of these plans that is mentioned, I mean, the assassination one, I guess, is in terms of the feels good vengeance wise, but I guess just succeeding and and. Uh, and uh, declaring Marcella heir is not a bad move, potentially. But in actuality, he seems to be gambling for more, right? If he gets the Targaryens, he, he, they could rule the whole realm again. They could be part of ruling the whole realm. Yeah. yeah. With the dragons. So, And then I suppose if that doesn't work, he could always just settle for succeeding. <laughs> so, he, yeah. But it, the problem is, it, is no one knows that, and then so everyone's going to go against them. I, I think at the end of the, the book... The, where we get there, I guess we're seeing the arc, arc of it start here. But when he gets to to a proper you know connection and and sharing of minds with Arion, I think that things are a lot better when he has somebody else to to help him and, and see what he actually has a plan here. I just don't want to see Dorn fail miserably. That's where it feels like it's going, and I really don't mm. want that to happen. They, yeah, because he actually cares about his so people, much. right? He cares about the people there, the the children there, and again to show this, the the children in the gardens that they're not they're not just. Uh, uh, nobles, right? There's commoners in there. There's orphans in there. Yeah. So. I mean, things didn't work out so great for Quentin. Yeah. Quentin got screwed over. I mean, like, especially when when his buddy comes back, who was pissed off about it. It's gonna be like, oh yeah, Daenerys like spurned him and threw him into jail or something, and then burned his face. That's gonna be like the story. <laughs> they get back. It's gonna be like the story mm-hmm. a bit too. I feel like Doran will see right see right through that guy. Yeah, he, he, that's true. But in any event, he is dead. He died. He was sent to death. Be a dragon. And he died by a dragon. What a waste! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. I had to say that. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I guess we're not. I mean, this is all going to be in a feast for dragons. But just, I remember in Feast for Crows, the the idea of Quentin being sent, and everyone's like, oh, Quentin, that guy's going to be awesome, and he's going to be like the Viper again or whatever. And then you end up this guy who's so insecure and stuff. And yet, you, you you, you like him. You feel sorry for him. Like, you're like, this guy, there's so much pressure on him. To succeed, yeah, he was over his head. 
And he oh. was sheltered, too. He went into that way too sheltered. Hmm. He didn't know what he was getting into. Oh, well, we shall get there. We shall get there. Well, yeah, exactly. We'll get there. I'm just saying, he, he actually, he was close, I think. He, he might have even be able to get a dragon, but uh, he got screwed over. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> today's, today's he got George. Yeah. <laughs> he got George, too. He got George. Nice. <laughs> Cool. All right. So, um, in a more general sense, do you guys remember opening this up and being like, what are we doing on the Iron Islands and in Dorne? What, where, where's the main story? Hmm. No, I remember that was, I remember that was a big complaint with this. And then again, with dance where it was like, I don't want all these new places. Just oh, show me the about initially with the first about. read. Yeah. That's, that's a good point, I guess. Yeah. That, yeah, that was the case, especially when a lot of the places were missing in the rest of the book. Like once you get through the book, you're like, "Where's John?" There's like barely any John in there and stuff, right? So, right. I think that's a big reason why people don't like these two books is that all these the characters they've been dealing with for the past three books aren't like the major players in this, and they're and people are mad. Where where I think the quality and the storytelling is just as good and just as rich, and and obviously it's all integrated in there. People just people are like, "Where's John? Where's Danny?" What's going on? <laughs> that one, my favorite characters in this book. Where's Tyrion? Yeah. Well, after following Storm of Swords to such a good book, getting into Feast for Crows, I remember it was an initial disappointment. I remember the, my friend that got me into the books way back when, he didn't like it. And years later, I talked to him about it again. And he said, oh, yeah, Feast for Crows? I Actually, yeah, I like that now. It's just Dance of Dragons I don't like. <laughs> so, so in a few years he'll say the same thing maybe oh yeah we'll i like dance it's just this new book i don't like i don't Winds know i don't know if he'll be one over i mean i think dan's had good stuff in the north but i think feast for crows has a lot of good stuff i think uh overall it might even be better like if you, if you i don't know I, I have my own view on it but people yeah. have different views on the two books now we have this combined read so we'll see how that makes us feel awesome any closing comments folks Nope. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of A Podcast of Ice and Fire. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at APOIAF. Um, I'd say join our forums, but we are currently trying to get them back up and running. So hopefully they will be soon. Uh, take care of yourselves, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Awesome. Last episode you said 2010. Did I? <laughs> I cut it out. We didn't. We didn't even notice either when <laughs> I cut the 2010 part out. I wish it was 2010. It was a simpler time. <laughs> 2010. You should leave it in and then tell people if they can find the mistake. Yeah. They get a prize. Oh man. All right. Y'all doing well? Ashley, you doing well? Yeah. Just yeah. you know. Staying at that side, losing all muscles. <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to be at uh, San Diego Comic Con pretty soon, right? <laughs> the online Comic Con. They have online. Yep. Check it out. I bet, I bet it'll be popular because I bet all mm. the panel of panels I have in air quotes right now, um, like anybody will be able to watch them. You know, I bet the um, the celebrity panels will be popular. I don't know if the random panels that people just kind of go to will be like oh, our you're, panel. All right, you are. Well, right. I did. I did actually apply for panels. I didn't hear back though. It, it may, they uh, may they may still approve it. I don't know when the, when they're going to do. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, not not okay. for um. I, I applied for just a podcasting 
panel. Interesting. All right. You guys want to jump right into it? Sure, let's do it. 